Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. We're here, we're back, we're in the basement. I am sick! Got the flu, telling you, if you want to lose weight, have a nice little flu bug. I've lost like eight or nine pounds. It's been awesome. I haven't been able to... I went to work today and they just kind of looked at me as I wandered around the factory. They just kind of, my boss just kind of laughed at me. He's like, do you just want me to send you home? I'm like, kind of nodded my head because you can't, I will always go to work. I'll always show up. And he just sent me home. So like, uh, but no, I, um, as many of you saw on the page, I have gotten now two of the, some of the most domestic rare bikes as a part of my collection, but I did sell one of them. Last year, Lee Prinkerton and I went out east to grab some Grand Prix and Mondials. Um, and I never did anything with the Grand Prix. It's like, it was one of those things, it was the allure of it. And I was like, oh, ultra rare, blah, blah, blah. And like a chance to go road trip with a buddy. Okay, whatever. Got it, kind of played with it. Then Bakers came along, and then riding in the summer came along. So I really did nothing with that bike. And I got it run for a quarter second. Then the coil, the fucking, I've never seen a high-tension coil go out. But this one did. It ohmed to, like, yeah, it didn't ohm out anymore. So, like, okay, uh, well, so I got to get one. And then finally somebody who I know is like, this, I'm not going to throw this person under the bus, but they will buy rare bikes, and he's local, and people who are local know who this is. And I just threw him a number out there, and he said, absolutely. So he came and picked it up. and But I knew I had this bike in my back pocket. I uh, did a just a – have you ever just researched Pook? It's amazing what you can find on Facebook Marketplace if you just look at Pook. I found a Mondial. I found a Mondial that was complete. And I'm not going to tell anybody what I paid for it, but it was cheap. Cheap. Um, cheap. So I got a Mondial. But I had to drive to basically Illinois. Uh, and so I was like, I woke up Saturday. Still, I felt like shit. I, I, the flu thing was starting to come, but I drove five and a half hours. To, and it was weird because when I went to this town out in the country, I don't know what it was, but like there was strip club after strip club after strip club after strip club. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And it was pretty rad because I got to go pick it up on uh, the road. It was called Mick Henry Road and last name being Henry. I was like, hey, this is meant to be or something. But yeah, I got it home and I felt like an idiot. And I th- I finally figured out what happened, but like I'm sitting there looking everywhere. There's no kill switch on this bike. I'm like, did somebody delete that already or something? So finally, I hit up like the two people who, who I would maybe know who had Mondials. I hit Lee Pinkerton up, and I hit Jesse from the Magnetos. I'm like, those are the only two people I think have touched Mondials that I know of. And they're both like, yeah, there's a kill. Oh, Jesse Stevenson too, because I know Jesse's a French guy. I'm like. They're like, yeah, there should be a kill switch on the right-hand side. I'm like, nah, there's nothing. I go, is there a key? I don't think there is a Mondial. So somebody's – and they got Ridley Gertner Carb already. I think it's got like a 
V. It's got a Makuni like 16. It's super small, super small. So I'm kind of excited, but I got to get plant that. But I'm sick, so I can't. I almost wanted to call the show off today, but like I'm still, it gave me reason to kind of mope around the house and clean it up and blah, blah, blah. But I met this person uh, just about a year ago-ish, we'll say. Um, I met him at the Zero Swap Meet and just kind of a, you meet the coolest people in mopeds. And like Jackson, I say this like every third guest, especially ones I've met in real life. Moped people you just kind of click with especially weird ones at least i think he's weird because like i i'm weird and like fun to be around got to hang out with him a little bit at the cleveland rally but then his buddy had to be a punk and get all sick and they had to leave and he knew i guarantee the fucker knew he was sick when he left i'm just calling a spade a spade um (laughs) but i'm just gonna let my guest introduce himself hey there uh, I'm Jackson Farley, and uh, I live in Detroit, and I work at Detroit Moped Works, and uh, yeah, I'm from everywhere. So. He's <laughs> you're kind of like the Johnny Cash song, I guess. Um, so <laughs> Jackson, uh, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journey. I eat the very first time they ever saw a moped to like the smile ride, middle part of the journey, and what's like today. So, Jackson, let me ask you this. What was your first memory of ever seeing a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but you can conceptually remember that's a moped. You know, I don't know if I watched the movie Amelie before or after I met a moped. But uh, what, what movie is that, Amelie? I've never heard uh, of it. It's like a... I don't know who directed it, but it's like a super arty film. Uh, and it's about a very quirky, cute girl who is, she has a really um, vibrant fantasy life in her head. And it's, she lives in France and her, she meets a boy and they do all sorts of things. But the guy has a, uh, some, I think he has a, a motive gun. And okay. They're ripping around down and riding dubs and having a great time. And I remember thinking that was pretty cool. Um, it probably was after, but that's that's one of the first things there. And then really, like, I had never seen a moped, like, mm-hmm. ever from the places that I was, like, growing up. No, just- you say, and I'm going to pry a little bit in your personal uh, you say you kind of moved everywhere. So were you a military kid or were you just that your family just kind of transient like that? Or what's up so with that? My, uh, my mom and dad, uh, they went to college at, um, at UW River Falls. Okay. And, uh, my dad was a football dude there and he did, uh, he got a degree in broad area art, uh, which <laughs> is a thing you can do in 1982, I guess. So um but the they he he started uh he got in graphic design and mm-hmm. he was jumping jobs and my mom was also she was she had her own jobs and stuff and they had us and within like i'd say the first 10 years of my life we moved probably seven times hmm. uh, so from minnesota to to wisconsin to minnesota to wisconsin um 
just all around that area. And my dad was, he was working at different places and then he started his own business and then the dot-com boom happened and then the dot-com bust happened. Uh, and then like he started another business. So it's, it's kind of like the, the Monty Python, like, like, uh, we built that castle and it sank into the swamp. So we built another <laughs> on top of it. So, it so very like, entre- so it sounds like you got some entrepreneurial parents and like, yeah. just, yeah, dude, that's fucking, you know, it's life, dude. And it's, you know, trying to always, mm-hmm. I think that's the realization when we get older, our parents are just as crazy as us and they're still trying to figure shit out. And that really was like, it was kind of evident. I mean, the, the like kudos to the man. He's great at keeping it stoic, but there were definitely some like, we're eating fancy food sometimes. And sometimes it's macaroni and that's all you get. So mm-hmm. stuff. like it definitely like rode that roller coaster as a kid, but like my folks are, I'm, I feel lucky they're still together and doing their thing. And, and he has a business in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, which is a little white picket fence town. But uh, I guess sometime around like, so I, I had gone to college for like one semester and I came back and I remember I was riding around on my bicycle and I passed a, um, I passed a garage sale and there was a moped mm-hmm. in the garage. And I was like, what is that? What is that thing? That's cool. See, pause, pause. I'm pissed at all you fuckers who find mopeds at garage sales because I think it's a goddamn urban legend that doesn't exist. No, okay? I'm going to let my resentment go away now, but I think it's a goddamn fairy tale. Okay. Well, I mean, don't be too, don't be too jealous because you know what it was? Jawa? Jawa. God damn it, yes! Because I yeah. did see, I actually did see a Jawa motorcycle at a garage sale and some guy was bragging how he had the biggest Jawa collection in Minnesota. I'm like... I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but that's I'm like, a good problem, buddy. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's like saying you're the fucking nicest guy in prison. Like, oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. I, I found it, and like, I, I think I paid like 150 bucks for it. I like scrounged around, and I was like, I gotta, you gotta have this thing, and. I didn't know anything about Moped Army. I didn't know anything like that. And and let me ask you, I, I'm a I'm a timeline year guy. Do you have any clue what year this was? I was like 18 or 19. So like, so 2008, 2009. Okay. And uh, I remember getting it and like it ran mostly. I mean, mm-hmm. looking back, it, probably didn't run that great and i bet it only went like 25 but well, like that sounds top performance for Java. i was about to say it was that's the hot mods and, and obviously someone had like i looked back and like someone had previously like like messed with the thyristor thing the weird ignition like coil thing they have so like it had obviously been like worked on at some point but it was just this beater jawa and I just rode it all over town and like just tearing it up through like soccer fields and, and like just shredding this thing for all it was worth. And then it broke and big surprise. Yeah. Broke. Yeah. Got to break real hard. And uh, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know anything about like 
like I had never taken shop class. I had never taken anything like that. So I was, it was summer and I'm out of college and I, I don't know. I was just like Googling around and I found out about the whole moped army thing. And I was asking some questions and I found out that the cream city cranks were in Milwaukee. So Mm -hmm. I rode my bike down to Milwaukee and uh where are you at at this point like how far of a bike ride is that half an hour car ride like a buck and a half bike ride uh depends on which way you take so Mm -hmm. yeah and i i don't know the uh their my credit to his credit uh i don't know if you have ever met him but uh des uh yeah des and i bump shoulders here and there like super nice guy yeah yeah he he ended up answering like i sent him like a pm on on moped army and i was like i hear you're in the cranks and i was like i got this moped i don't know what to do and he was like come down here i'll show you the garage we'll take a look we'll see if it's fixable and like i rolled down there with with no moped the first time just to like meet these dudes and then Mm -hmm. the second time i think i had my dad drop me off i didn't have a car at the time and uh and now was this at their old shop space they had back in the day so this was between shop spaces so like they're they have they i don't know what the deal is now but they had a shop that they had to leave uh and then there was they have this like backup shop called the cave and mm. it's like a little carriage house on the corner of like, I think it's like, like uh fratney and excuse me, uh, like maybe not center. some what basically yeah, whatever West, just a little seriously piece of shit house. And it's just crammed to the brim with like moped shit and does <laughs> live a little teeny triangle on the top. And, uh, <laughs> So he, he invited me by and we like, I was like, well, these guys are kind of like hardcore. I don't know. Like, and the, I imagine uh, that's pretty intimidating. Just being a kid like, walking into Latin, like moped, 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 moped. And like, yeah, yeah. it was, I, I just remember being like completely shell shocked. I was like, dude, there are so many of these awesome things. Like what is going on? And, uh, and we like tinkered with it a little bit and and he was like we'll see if we can get it and i'll give you a loan or come on one of the rides and i think the i jumped on i think it was a bad of us of some sort (laughs) agency or whatever the fuck that that like the it's like the the computer like old computer color uh okay the you know you know like the like the cream and, color. Yeah, it's like cream top candy yeah. thing. Probably did not go that fast. And I uh I I had like like a pro tech like 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 skate helmet on. Yes. I, I was looking awesome. And uh but basically I jumped on and rode with them for a little bit, had a great time. I crashed once just to just to make it official. Dude, and that's yeah. Had to happen. And then uh I don't know. I was like, this is really fun. And, but my moped doesn't work. And they were like, they 
threw some things around. We're like, uh, how about this? Dez was like, give me this bike and I'll get you a good deal on a Pook. Because yeah. Pook's the thing to get because it's simple and like I know how to deal with this and you don't have to deal with weird Java problems. And I was like, <laughs> sure. And I ended up, I forget, I was working at like Target or some garbage place and um, saved up some dough and got a Pook Magnum. That was a real claptrap with uh, uh, for 600 bucks. And it was a ZA50. And I still have that bike today. It's Dude, that's favorite. so awesome. So, Is that the one you bring to rallies with you? Mm-hmm. Dude, that shit makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, I, I love that thing. Yeah. I have, actually, I can't even say, I have like remnants of my first bikes because, like, <laughs> I kind of, well, they've been chewed up, beat up, spit out, and like, I don't know how much is left of it anymore. The frame's there, I think. Yeah. Well, like, sure. like mine, mine, the only Magnum thing left on it is like the forks in the tank. Okay. And like the tank barely even, but like I just sold the rest of that stuff because I was like, I just want like go fast parts. Like yeah. I don't care. I'll put a skateboard on it. Turns out it's really <laughs> comfortable. Like yeah, turns out that's a terrible idea. It's really not great. <laughs> right on. So you got that Magnum. Um, got it running. Was it? Did you just keep a bone stock there for a while? Were you, how did you start to learn about mopeds then is kind of my question. Was this kind of just hanging around the cranks a little bit or were you reading up on the MA stuff or? I, I spent a fair bit of time on MA because like, so I was in college at the time and so I had to leave. So I brought the Magnum with and uh, I went to college up in um, Northern Michigan. Uh, so NMU. And it's in Marquette. So I don't know if anyone here listening has seen a map of Michigan, but Michigan is two Michigans. And mm-hmm. there's, the, there's the hand one, and then there's the top one. Sorry, I'm doing this wrong because I can see myself. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, it's up here. So you're, in the crotch of, you're... Of where your thumb meets your other hands. And uh, it's basically like winter for five months out of the year and try seven but you know close enough <laughs> it depends on the year uh, <laughs> uh it's they get like anywhere from like 150 to like 220 inches of snow mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a crazy wonderland of a place and uh but like i went to school there and i hung out with the cranks in the summertime but like I couldn't really hang out with them from 500, 600 miles away. No, kind of hard. Yeah, it doesn't work that great. So I picked up what I could hanging out with those guys when I I could. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I don't know, uh, a lot of it was just learning how to keep shit running. Um, I remember... like. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Did you try... What the fuck... Um, I'm an asshole. I forgot what I was gonna. It's the it's the every new person's thing to make the bike perform better. Um, it's that shit that's supposed to dry water out of gas. Um, oh, like like fuel additives and stuff. It, yeah, yeah. Did you ever like God? What the fuck? 
yeah, whatever, like dude. Marvel mystery oil. Or yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it, there was definitely a fair bit of that because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm no I'm going to the auto parts store and like, like I remember when I first got the moped, like we went to a little like tiny hardware store and he was like, we need a cork. I was like, what do we need a cork for? And I was like, the transmission, it'll like spit everywhere. So it was a ZA50. And I, I don't know. I, I went to like, I, I remember I saved up and I bought like a techno circuit mm-hmm. and I traded somebody for like a Bing 14 or something, but like, that's kind of it. And for like probably four years or something, because like I never kitted the bike. It had whatever whatever comes on the the um, the Magnum Mark II, so I think it's like the high torque. Um, so it was like pretty all right. And yeah, I was gonna say with the ZAs. If you're doing that techno circuit and a fourteen bang, you're keeping up with most ride nights. Mm-hmm. And like it it went like an appreciable 35 to 40 depending on how badly it was running at the time mm-hmm. because like i the i guess the big thing was like i i loved riding it but the thing was like i, I didn't have anybody help and up until probably like two years into being there there was no other moped people so i would get what knowledge i could and then i spent a bunch of time looking at moped army and like drawing mopeds think about mopeds and so the bug like, hit you fucking hard is what you're oh, saying yeah, it was bad and like yeah. i i tried to get other people into it there were a few folks who were into it uh that ended up some some other buddies uh a buddy of mine got a hobbit uh that was beat to hell uh buddy of mine got a got a little poop maxi and we rode around for a little while we tried to do moped gang thing and and uh it didn't i don't know they they were being grown-ups and <laughs> or not grown-ups i don't know yeah. but basically i just i i learned a lot of like how to do stuff with very little tools and very little anything just like using what you got and I, I think some of my favorite stories and things that I like hearing about in Mopas is like, what did, like, what did you do to make this happen? Because like, like I remember Des before he had any, like he didn't have a puller. So mm-hmm. to pull the, to pull the, uh, the um, stator off to, uh, to like, I needed to like replace a coil or something. We just we just sat in the back and whacked it with two boys. <laughs> just whack whacking on this thing and turning it, whacking it, and it'd fall off eventually. Jeez, like, I love it. I my the same crank in there is great. But like <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's just one That's of those fucking beautiful. That, like you since you're like kind of stuck up there, you catch stuff and you hang out at like uh there was like mutter dudes and dirt bike guys and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff they hear hearsay but like i don't know what i'm listening to but i start getting into like doing shop class stuff and start i'm i'm have to work on the moped so like i don't know it got me really interested in it and between that and bikes it was just like the as i as i progressed in my knowledge there i felt like more confident to do things so 
Right on. And you talked about up until a couple years into college, like no real mopeder people. Had you branched out and hit any of like the rallies or rides or anything like that, that MA was produced, like coming up on the calendar? Cause you were in the heart of like the ghost rider days and all that stuff going on in Michigan. So in the, in the summers, I would Mm -hmm. sometimes like have enough time to, to go jump along. And I remember uh, going to, I think it was a hot and ready rally, uh, which was fucking crazy. (laughs) And it was, I don't know, even I remember riding like dubs with cowboy and like, just like all sorts of silliness at that time. And I think that was near like end of my personal college experience, but like before that, a lot of more like local ones. So I think we, mm-hmm. I went to one or two of the building gathers uh, in the winter time. And then I came and rode, uh, I think I rode in GR and okay. I, like some shit in Madison, but like mostly just locals, nothing, nothing like countrywide. And are you going to build and gather this year? Uh, if I can make it, you should. Cause I have to, well, I'm, I'm going cause I got to deliver a bike there and I said I would. Oh. And, uh, so I got that going for me. I gotta go to fucking Toledo again. Love you guys. <laughs> then I'll go, go to Toledo the next week or oh, this well, week. Say hi to all the zeros for me. Oh, I will. And I might go play one more game of pool because I'm I'm now two and zero at pool in in their shop. So random. You, you got quit while you're ahead. That's what I tell them. I'm retired. <laughs> like retired. <laughs> I ran the table on Andy, and I'm a terrible pool player. I ran the table on Andy one time, no, and then I quit. That. And then Jared goaded me into playing the last time I was there and Jared had me beat. And then I fucking ran the table on him and I had like a dead stick, I guess. I don't know, but I'm just like, I ran the table. He was getting all hot and bothered. But I was like, how can you be beating me? You got a terrible stick. I'm like, that's a problem. You expect to play well. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of my like life experience. (laughs) Like I'm probably going to be, not great at this and then when you're like pleasantly surprised by how great you're doing it's like <laughs> you don't even get speed wall but you're just like well yeah. this is awesome i'm not gonna <laughs> question this at all <laughs> it's not a problem if i don't know about it that's that was my uh baker's mantra <laughs> oh yeah but um so you you did a, some local stuff um you talk yeah you did some local stuff here and there. You did college for a while. It sounded like, um, what was like kind of growing up and what? So college didn't work out that great. I about two and a half years in realized that was an expensive time for something that I wasn't very good at. Our yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it, dude. I got like three quarters of a degree I paid for and never finished. So, Hey, and I make more money now doing what I was going to do, but whatever. Um, so you start, you did all that. Like, when did you start to kind of branch out a little bit more? Cause like, it sounds like you didn't just go stay local per se, or maybe I just kind of. Well, like I, so I, I 
met a, a good friend of mine. Actually, he's coming to visit um, tomorrow. Uh, he, my buddy Trent, uh, he he had he's like he's like two years younger than me or something. But he was. Uh, I remember he followed me in his Subaru. I was I was driving around uh, in Marquette and uh, or riding around in Marquette. And uh, he followed me, and he was like, "Oh, this is creepy. Like, I'm <laughs> I probably shouldn't be following this dude. I don't really remember that, but uh, he he had built a bike uh, with some of the some of the Ghost Rider guys, and had been riding around there. And then he came up to MU, and he brought his bike, and we uh, at the art building. Um, I ended up, he ended up leaving like a note on my bike and he was like, cool moped, like let's hang out sort of thing. And we ended up hitting it off and just cruising around all the time and, and, uh, and like ride mopeds, breaking mopeds all the fucking time. And I don't know, it was, it was one of those things where I was like, ah, finally, like we have like, like I can, I can go play and this is really sweet. And so like the, we we i think one one of the big things about marquette that was really cool is like for being a really tiny town it has a fantastic music scene like okay like ridiculously cool i i feel spoiled in that like i don't know whether it's there is a music school there but i don't think that's just it all the towny musicians it's not just bar bands like it is a there were show houses and there was like a new band every other week. Like it was bringing like really wild acts up through the mm-hmm. university. And then like, I don't know, it's, a, it's this weird kind of like microcosm place that I just feel like I, I got the coolest introduction to like punk rock and, and like all sorts of just neat, experiences and one of the i mean i was the moped kid Mm -hmm. that i Mm. i played that part because i was the only guy with the moped and then trent came up and and he and then my cousin uh with whom i lived uh and uh and i we were just all cruising around having a great time and uh i ended up leaving there uh just because i don't know life happens and i needed real money and a job and uh moved to milwaukee uh and i remember i was like i think i i i didn't have a house for the first month i was living in the crank shop that's always a great life experience when you say i lived at the moped shop yeah it i remember like like having to drive to work and there was no food there there was just these dumpstered like chips there was a lays factory and there were dumpstered chips but the thing is people <laughs> ate through like all the good chips so all that there was left was like the dinamitas the like <laughs> those like taki things so i'm like cramming these things in my mouth i'm like <sighs> like driving my stupid car to work like i don't know it was, it was a, a harrowing ordeal but it was all <laughs> i character I, building character building is what yeah. we call that Jackson. My character was huge after that. <laughs> I I just remembered that being something where I hung out with them a lot more once I moved to Milwaukee, and like I uh, I want to thank Alex. Uh, Alex Grow helped me a lot 
uh, with like, I don't know, just like, I don't know. I was, I was like bum poor and trying to find a job and trying to find places. And they helped me get a, get a place and they helped me figure out some shit. And like, they, they were always really awesome to me. And, and, uh, and then I met like, there, there's just like a lot of cool local, like moped people. And I, I worked at the little bike collective there and I was a bike courier and I, I had a lot of crazy shit to do, but like all throughout, I think I spent about four or five years in Milwaukee. It was always mopeds were a part of it. I didn't mm-hmm. do a whole lot of rallying. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't have time, a lot of work, a lot of stuff. And I went to MA 20 at one point, like <laughs> that was a wreck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you, were you, let me ask you this before we talk about MA 20, talk some shit. Um, what, what were you doing with mopeds? Like you said, you're hanging around the crank stuff. Like everybody's got their thing. It seems like in mopeds, like some people are, they've always got something going on with bikes, whether they're buying, tuning, riding. Like what was it? What were you falling into is what I'm wondering. Like, were you just keeping your bike alive at this point or were you start, or is that performance bug kind of getting you? When I moved to Milwaukee, it was the second build together I went with. And I, I, so like, I guess to refresh, I got a ZA 50 mm-hmm. with my bike. And now that I know them, they're not as scary, but like when you're, people are like oh the ZA50 it's you can't do much with that sort of thing and you're like yeah but it's really sick and I started like in Marquette I remember getting the nuts up to open the transmission and like see what was going on inside and then there's a lot of like that that's where my like I spent a lot of time on moped army because there were no local moped people mm-hmm. so like I remember going to visit the castle rollers in uh, right before I had to go back to school, talking to Marty Cox and talking um, to like uh, Tyler and those guys and just trying to, I like, I I heard you, I heard you went to the uh, Marie's old place at one point. Like I think Jay Kane was telling me like, yeah, like you partied the, moped complex i forget what the hell it's called like it was before Mm -hmm. my time but like yeah dude like i didn't realize because i i don't know how jake put this two and two together but he's like oh that's jackson yeah that guy's been around forever i'm like and this is like we were just bullshitting like i think it was after the swap meet i was talking to him like how the fuck yeah whatever okay rad dude like so jake that was one of my favorite it wasn't even i feel like a lot of times i I haven't gone to rallies. I just show up to people's rides. Mm-hmm. And it's always such a blast. Like I remember going to Minnesota. I'm trying to piece together what time it was. It was like, I got a loner, I think. Uh, maybe I can't, I can't remember, but all I know is I was, I went and uh, I rode with with tyler wife and and jake and all those guys and i don't know we went out went out to some like little restaurant on a lake but in the excuse me getting there and like 
like we we like went like off road and and it was just like people were like falling in the back and it was just this crazy like dusty time and it's mm-hmm. nighttime people were like passing real fast on the side and it was just mm-hmm. like I remember just like having a smile wrap twice around my head and it was just if that's the sort of adventure I like where I like I I guess I. I'm kind of an Irish hello sort of person. You know, the whole yep. Irish goodbye thing where people just don't say goodbye. Yeah. I feel like I just sort of like to show up because mm-hmm. I don't like the whole like, oh, he's coming. I just like being there. So I remembered. Same here, dude. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice to just be like, oh, hi, guys. So, yeah. but yeah, that I think around about the time I was leaving Marquette, I was like, spending a lot of time on ma trying to like there wasn't that much information readily available on cas there was one like i think if the picture thread thing for like rebuilding them it just had just appeared and so i i remember like building some tool out of like a traffic cone and like Mm. some some other bullshit to like swap my like clutch springs and so like i'm i feel like i i always pick to do the hardest thing to start which makes me very slow but Mm -hmm. it also makes it so that i i'm like learning very intensely and i think that's my favorite thing about mopeds is like you can carry whatever knowledge you learn about one bike to another one and it's really fun to be able to like help people. It's really fun to be able to like watch other people work on bikes and be like, Oh, how do they do that? Because I don't know, like I have, I've had, I've owned four mopeds. That's it. Wow. That's it. Like I, I haven't, I've helped with a lot of different mopeds, a lot of building things, but like I've, I don't know, partly the moving around so much thing, like I can fucking fit a bunch of mopeds. Mm-hmm. And also like, I don't know, I like, I like there's sort of kind of this animistic sort of like, ah, oh, that's my steed, it's my pony sort of thing. So like I I get attached to the thing. So I don't want like a whole bunch of new things to deal with. But like I when I got to Milwaukee, I was like, I'm gonna rebuild the ZA50. I'm gonna rebuild it. I'm going to kit it and I'm going to make it fast. And I, I like, it was one of those things where I was like, jump in. And after having talked with a bunch of people and like kind of gotten my whole like messy project together. And then I remember just like, I, I took the thing apart at, at, uh, at, um, build and gather and then mm-hmm. uh, i put it back together in my kitchen and just like the whole process of like freezing the, the, the bearings and heating the cases and doing all that sort of stuff for the first time and then like having to shim the thing which is like the scariest thing of all but like it i don't know it worked out uh, yeah. i had like on rod pressed by some guy it was just this like long kind of ordeal of like, you got all these few things and then go. And it worked out and it was fast and it was fun. 
uh, was it, or is still is. Uh, okay. I don't, I actually, so funny enough, I, this right now is the year of E fifties for me because I've never owned an E 50. Mm-hmm. I've always just like helped other people rebuild them or do other things with them, but I had never owned one. So I was like, all right, I, let's play with this. And so, well, dude, that's I, what it was supposed to be for me. Like I had yeah. like this come not to interrupt you, but like I had no, no. no plans yeah. to do bakers this year. Like when I went to the swap meet and met you for the first time, zero like i had a baker's bike i tried to put together failed at blah 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 that's why it was supposed to be e50 for me that's why this pook is in the basement i'm like fuck yeah trade that i'll i'll rock an e50 all around well yeah. after cleaning my shop and like kept walking around trip basically tripping over this baker's bike for six months like if i fail at something i hate that like I felt like I failed and like yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll drive me fucking insane. And like it kept and finally sometime in February or March, I just, I just had to ask my job for the time off and they said, absolutely. And then we rocking and rolling, but yeah, I wanted to get, I wanted to play with single speeds more this year. And it was just, yeah, all hands on deck, get that Baker's bike done. And it is what it is. I mean, and I think a lot of people will talk shit about like, I don't know, something's not difficult enough or, or like, I, I, anything can be difficult. Yeah. And, and for me, like, I I think the thing is, it's like, I, I wish I like looking back, I wish I would have had an E50 because I would have experimented way more Mm -hmm. with, with things, but I was very like slow and cautious and methodical about it because i had to keep a za50 alive in the Northwoods where treats seven days to get to you (laughs) so like it was and that was my ride to work so like yeah that that's the sort of thing where it's like i i feel like maybe there's a recipe a lot of times and and like i like to compare for for people who if I start talking about mopeds to people who probably don't want to hear about it, but here they are. Uh, I like to say that the E50 is kind of like, it's like the AK 47. It's, it's the standard. Yeah. It's small block Chevy. Yeah. It's, it's just, it works. It works well, even if you treat it like shit and like, it's really easy to clean it out, rebuild it and do it quickly. And it's hard to kill it. mm -hmm. And like I'm not even fast yet. I mean, I work at a moped shop, but that's a huge, like I, I have, I just feel like I'm brain blast all the time, but like, I think there's a lot of complexity. And like I, my second bike, I bought a Hobbit uh, while I was working trail in Arkansas and there's just so many variables. Oh. And I Dude, think that, that was my first bike was Hobbits. So you like, you had a hobbit. That was your first bike. First bikes were hobbits, dude. And like, that's what everybody said. Like, and that shows you like just my pure stubbornness not to give up on shit. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> there's, there are a lot of things going on under your <laughs> life. And yeah. like, I like, I'm still like, I right now, the hobbit that I've been science projecting with, I have a DR kit on there and I've tried to build like, the buddy hobbit but had a vm20 on it and and i've done umpteen modifications and it still just wants to fucking volcano 
And, Dude, because you want to know why? I'll fucking plant my flag in the ground. DR, K, DRs fucking suck. Because yeah. and I was talking out, I was talking to, I think it was, Je- yeah, Jesse Stevenson in Kansas City a couple weeks ago. It goes, because their fucking cylinders are out around half the time. And like, really? That's what I, I might be misquoting him, but like, I have seen so many people. That's the running joke. They have like three or four seasons in them before they go to shit on you. Dude, oh, I ran. Okay. So I had a brand new DR kit on a bike I was borrowing out in Mosquito Fleet. I ran perfectly fine Friday night. I ran wide open throttle for like miles on the Saturday ride. And then we filled up with gas, put oil in like normal, ran for about five miles. I was falling right behind Ryan Montana. And I was like, whoop, just fucking locked up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, and then the thing about it was, I let it cool down for like, 30, 40 minutes, and it never sees, never hard sees it again. And, and I feel like there's there's a part of like the the cast iron cylinder thing because like I seized my my um, my Magnum a few times. I seized the stock kit a few, and I guess I guess like I was always doing like performance stuff, like what I could with the tools I had, but like like going down a hill on a summer day, mm-hmm. like like it's super hot and i've got it's probably too lean because i've got an air leaker on the edge of the bang sort of thing like i've seized a few bikes but like cast iron cylinders are awesome because like you can just like put battery acid in it and and go and it melts right out and it's fine yep and so as long as you got the baking soda on lock you're good It's, (laughs) it's like I don't know that cast iron shit is, is sweet to me because it's you get a few chances. You yeah. could and like you could throw you could throw a clip and you could have a giant grand canyon go through it, but it's less likely. So it's just yeah, the DR has just been like just get I a molosi. I'm telling you, get go get a molosi kit or a Polini kit. Like and, I've Andy never ran Polini's yet. Bought me a wizard kit. Andy bought me a wizard kit. I'm gonna play with it when I have some some time. And that was that was an awesome birthday present. And I'm I just I've been it's funny, it's like all wrench no ride because a lot of working, a lot of stuff this summer. So I haven't had time to really mess with the hobbit. I got things to test, I got things to do, but like it's it has not been forefront. So mm-hmm. it's just been having having that single speed because like I don't know, I feel like I'm I'm going back through like my knowledge of mopeds and then now that i have this single speed that i have to ride and like experience for whatever it's such an eye-opener to like the root causes of what's going on like learning about like piston port like fuel delivery curves and and just like all the all the different stuff that you can absorb with your little human brain it's just so nice to be like well there's only between that piston exploding and that wheel turning there's only two gears and a chain and a clutch and that's it and Mm -hmm. so that's been really sweet because like i don't know is i i feel like i learned a lot and Jeff, that's like, that's yeah. a whole new world to learn is the piston port versus the 
case induction. I mean, that's with the Hobbit. That's kind of why I'm excited about that. But now, I mean, I probably won't get to that. I've already given up. This is not getting touched for a couple of years already. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, I got a basement. It'll, it can. It's good. <laughs> it's good wall art. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky like that. What can I say? Um, so, what was it like going through that um, single speed? Like, just learning different things about it. Um, what was the What was the most challenging versus like um, a ZA to a single speed pook? Well, I think a lot of it is like. I mean, I had a ZA, so I'm spoiled in the fact that like my bike takes off. Cause mm-hmm. I got two gears and I, I mean, I've did the flip the clutches and I've screwed around the clutch springs and stuff there, but they're really not actually tunable. It's just kind of like they're the, the same chip in the Tomos. So you get like, there's three colors and it kind of matters. Um, but like, I think the ZA was able to cover for some like bad tuning and aside from the fact that like my bike wouldn't idle that late uh on certain <laughs> days uh hyaline is way overrated dude don't let I anybody it when i stopped yeah like, <laughs> you just what, blip what, the what? no you just blip the throttle and just get everybody oh, in yeah. minnesota pissed off at you like why won't <laughs> your bike idle fuck off <laughs> no i'm a Harley. thanks yes yes <laughs> i uh I don't know that it has been nice because it is alternately more forgiving in that, like there's less shit to think about, but also less forgiving in that. Like if my bike's wheezy off the line, there's a reason for that. And Mm -hmm. you got to figure that out. And for me, I'm, I don't really care that much about top speed. It's more so I want to be able to jump up and keep up with traffic. And I want like, the some of the the smile ride factor in my life i remember des put me on his hobbit for the first time and being like whoa what the fuck is going yeah, yeah, on dude. here and like i don't know i i rode a french bike once and and like uh i don't know just a lot of it is like where it, it's the takeoff it's mm-hmm. it's like, and all of a sudden you're you're blasted i mean it's a moped so you, you're not wheelies off the line unless you got something truly crazy. But like, it's, it's one of those things where I had the ZA and it could cover my ass on that. And so now I'm like, I'm messing around with the hero kit and I'm messing around with, with like, like learning how, like I, I got a luggage scale. I borrowed one from, from one of the dudes at work so that I can actually like, balance the clutches properly and mm-hmm. make sure everything's happy and weighed right and so it's nice it feels like like the easy bake oven because it's like i get to do like one thing and then i get to see immediate results from that yep. one thing so that's really cool and i i feel like that's been i don't know it's it's nice it's cool i I, I think like as someone who people are E50s are kind of like a passe sort of thing, but I, I feel like I've just been going through the like, okay, I have a two shoe. I have a three shoe. I like the two shoe because I can do this and I can check whether they're balanced on a vice. It's tight. So like there's, I, I don't even have any of the big like performance parts because there's such a cool backlog 
on MA of like, like I'm going back to 2006, 2010, and just like looking at these old threads and going, all right, this is what they were doing here. And like, shout out to like Graham Motzing has so many awesome write-ups. Like his, his stuff is, I, I got to ride with him a bunch and rode with his, his brother, Noel in Milwaukee and, Love Graham. Noel's awesome. Yeah. The Matsum boys. Matsum balls. Yeah, yeah. The Matsum balls. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's another challenge because I'm I'm I am I'm not a speed dork. I'm a performance dork. I'll say like I want my but I always tell people I'm not chasing speed. But the problem is if I know whatever the bike setup is, if I know there's more in that setup, I have to get it out of it because otherwise it's going to bug me. It's going to drive me nuts. If the bike isn't performing correctly, like if I don't have that consistent takeoff, whether it be through clutch tuning, variation, belt, rear contra, I mean, anything. If like none of that is right, else I, I, for bike, for bikes, I just can't accept good enough. Like it has and to be right. I think it's to some time, to some degree, it's like it's something that I'm trying to to make peace with. Is like I am I am a tinkerer, mm-hmm. and I don't know when to leave well enough alone. Which is mm-hmm. why I have gone through periods of my bike being super broken. And since I only had one for a long time, it was like, well, what do I do? I don't have anyone around to tell me what to do. So I have to figure out what to do. But then like once you're riding and it's like, yeah, but it's a little wheezy off the front. Like I feel like the, maybe it's lean, maybe it's rich, maybe it's X, maybe it's Y. And tinkering with all those things is really fun. But like, I, I think maybe it's, it's this sort of like life thing where it's like, can I call something good enough? And I guess like, working at the shop has been tight because I have a guy who's like, yeah, it's good enough. Cause you worked on it long enough. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> cool. But like, I think there's, there's a part of it though, where it's like, yeah, I, I definitely want, like I, I, I live uh, with uh, my buddy Andy and he's, he's a super smart dude. He's an engineer. Yeah. He, he has helped me so much in just understanding things because he knows why things do what they do. And for me, it's, it's a really fun thing to learn about. And I, while I probably couldn't take the math classes, I sure do like knowing about fluid dynamics. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the sort of thing where it's like, I get to be privy to the knowledge and have someone tell me a lot of stuff, but also he's like, oh, I don't even know what that mixture screw thing is for. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to like dial this in. And I'm like, I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm always trying to make it work better a lot of times. And I feel like the whole sort of like physician heal thyself thing. A lot of times I'm just trying to keep my bike from exploding. So like, like <laughs> uh, have it have you ever seen a picture of that stupid dr cylinder which one yours one, yeah mine no it, look, it looks like a fucking bionicle i oh, i i'll have to look i'll have to find oh, that I'll, dude. I'll like but speaking like good enough like 
I encourage you and everybody listening list to do Baker's at some time because you learn on, you know, on like a 200 mile day, a 300 mile day, whatever you learn, like we're not pulling over because the bike is going 45, 40, and that's good enough for right now. You yeah. can always fix it when it, cause that's what <laughs> you can fix it at night. Like it is not a problem right now. Yeah. And that's, and that's something I wanted to do this year, but just a money work and had some family stuff come up. So it was just like, I, I guess it's not happening. And I saw a bunch of the cool stuff. Yellowstone. I was like, Oh man, I won't do that. But dude, they're going, it, they're starting in the salt flats and then in New what? Orleans. Yeah. Oh my God. That sounds yeah. so. Yeah. It's going to be. Maybe I should fuck it up with the ZA 50. Dude, I think you should. I'm, I'm going to do my. Back. Yeah. I'm doing my Hobbit again. Um, I'm going to bring that back. Just change a few things. It's going to be a hell of a time. Like it's, I think if you look at it and I kind of got to thinking about it, like I think the terrain is going to be kind of the same. It's going to be a lot of Rocky stuff, a lot of mountains. And then we're going to get in some flat, boring prairies because believe it or not, Utah and Oregon are pretty fucking flat and boring until you get to the coast. <laughs> it's you wouldn't think it, but no. yeah, they're like it's a plateau. Yeah, you that on a map, like it's just a big, is a big rock that went, and yep. that's all you get. So yep. like, it's that's something. I don't uh, same thing. Like I said, I've never been so bored on a moped in my life. <laughs> Like wanting to fall asleep. Like just, I can take a nap right here. Like whatever. Uh, it, I I definitely, it, funny enough, I think one of my first, like, I, I would think it was like 15 or something. And my folks had me drive because we, we didn't take very many vacations. We took one vacation. We're out skiing out West in awesome. uh, Montana. And, uh, and that was super cool. Where'd and you I'm, go? uh red lodge dude was, we uh, stayed there yeah yeah fuck that was a miserable day like yeah <laughs> it was so goddamn miserable like the scenery was beautiful but like and i gotta give a big shout out to perry's rv camp grounds great <laughs> great people but i tell you what i rode 30 some miles on a gravel road on a moped fuck that uh <laughs> oh come on man that's all dude, they got dude oh it was terrible and then uh all we did was climb mountains and climb mountains and climb mountains and climb mountains fucking sick let's do it yeah at 25 mile an hour baby you're fucking just like god damn this shit but no it was was absolutely it was absolutely amazing and then like you go on one side it's all like forests and all that then you get on the other side of the mountain and it's like almost desertish, and it's like the weirdest mirage you've ever. I never. I mean, you get mirages in the Midwest a little bit on the highways. On yeah, the, where you get the shimmer. Yeah, a little bit, but dude, this is like unlike anything I've seen in my life. Like it seemed like a quarter mile down the road, there's a fucking ocean there. Like That's I could. Wild. Yeah, dude, it was nuts. But like, anyway, sorry, I'm. Oh no, dude! I mean, this is a. I know it's your talk show, but you can talk too. I'm, I'm ah, people people hear my stories all the time, my guy. Like, well, no worries. All, all I know is that, like, 
I've been one of my like big things when I was younger. I don't know. I was like I was hitchhiking and biking and bike touring and and like I did tiny bit of train hopping. I didn't actually fucking train hop at some point. I wanted to, but I don't know. You meet enough train hoppers and you go. That's a gnarly time. Uh, <laughs> like the, I did a lot of like the big jump off adventure sort of stuff. And I've always watched the Baker's dozen and it was, it seemed like something that seemed, I don't know, just goes along with what I like to do. I'll send you a picture from, of cowboy and I rolling through uh Yellowstone. Hell like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, it was, I, if you, I tell people this all the time, if you like moped riding and you're, and you love speed, you got to do Baker's sometime in your career. And like, not everybody's into long distance riding. When I say like more than 20 miles, <laughs> like it's, and I, I'll say this to anybody every day, the most comfortable seat in mopeds is a 78 Hobbit Springer seat. Hands down, like an Hobbit Sprinter seat. Yep, the seventy-eight one, uh, dude. That's what I had for Baker's, and it was like my, my butt did not hurt. Like it was just, it's mentally draining. It's physically draining, but like in the overall scheme, my butt didn't hurt. Like I wasn't like hemorrhoids out the ass. Like nah, I was dude, good, dude. I, you're talking to a guy who I, like my. My job in the summer, while right now I do DMW, part of the part of the 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 equation when I first came on was like I do this thing, you have to deal with this. I do bike tours in the UP, so like I ride fifty miles plus a day for like three weeks straight, and that's easy stuff. So like you do Baker's fine. I would love Baker's. Also, I'm with you on, I I have on, on my bike, I think it's like, it's a chopped, like maxi seat, I think. I don't know. It's like the little square one with the little, like, it has like the fastback thing okay, on it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Leather or vinyl, whatever. And like, yeah, those like little block seats are so comfy. Because mm-hmm. it's just pillows between you yep. and them. Yep. And it's it like you don't need any like craziness. You don't need anything else. It's it's like a leather seat on a bike. Like mm-hmm. I I'm a big pro- people, and like I I think mopeds have have set me up after working in different bike shops, working different stuff all my life. I am not a huge gear snob. I don't really get into that sort of thing some people really like talking about that sort of thing but like i'm i'm just like well i know this works and this works and i like this and this is comfortable so like i don't know why you have to like keep trying to find like i i don't know you want you want an ergon saddle I don't, yeah how much does that cost more than my paycheck okay sure whatever i don't i don't want to talk about it with you rich old man like yeah. it's <laughs> i feel like mopeds are kind of similar where i i love seeing people just it's like no this is what i had and uh i made it work and i found out what i liked and i pitched what i did yep yeah yeah, dude like i when it comes to like a daily rider bike i always tell especially hobbit people i'll i'll always tell you and 
again, I'm not endorsed by anybody, so these are my opinions. Don't bother with front hydros. Get yourself the good rear shocks, the EGR or Erco shocks. The, the boost ones? Yeah, yeah, the $150 shocks. They're and nice. like, I will give get you that. The, get those far before you get the front forks because those – I have both. I have like the Urco shocks on the on both my hobbits I ride all the time, and I have hydros on one, and I have the stock on the other. Can you feel a difference? Yeah, but is it? I don't know if it's worth two hundred fifty bucks difference. So like, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a with a little little bike shop knowledge. You can change the oil weights mm-hmm. and also the pressure in those forks. Yep, it will change your experience a lot. I and I haven't played around with the dampening on those that much. Is it smoother? Yes. Is it yeah. but like I can tell you this for like a ride comfortability, I noticed a more of a difference changing my rear shocks. And if you really think about it, where's all the weight on a moped? It's on the rear shocks. So like Yep. And also I am not again, if you want to start changing like how how the hobbit feels get yourself an mlm subframe and get rid of all that flex in that unless you want to reinforce your subframe people like i've i've done them both i've done mlm what was that i said i i had to do that i i broke a subframe and like they're i i they were out of the mlm subframe at the time so i was like fuck it i want to ride i'm just gonna booger weld this thing up and like (laughs) watching on my shoulders like great cuts bad welds <laughs> like, <laughs> sure but fucking it'll run so and uh, still on the bike it hasn't yeah. broken yeah dude like the the stock subframe is like so flimsy it's oh so my flimsy <laughs> but like and you probably felt a major difference once you reinforced that subframe yeah like oh my god like you don't realize how much they flex until you do something about it. Well, they flex enough where if you have a high enough power bike, like I, I did some mild porting to the, to the DR and I don't know, it, maybe there's a solution for it, but I'm tired of looking for it regardless. Uh, when it wasn't trying to be a volcano and I was riding it, I remember I, I think I bent the subframe, but like the bike put out enough power where it would steer weird because the frame's like bending yep. because you're under power and it felt like the rear wheel was. You like would have a rear steer to line. it. Yeah, 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 dude. That's that's fucking great. Yeah, I've had I've had that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, not my favorite. No, it's like why in the fuck am I dog tracking? Yeah, that's great. But before the podcast, and we'll keep going with your story, since we're just kind of bullshitting right now, you wanted to talk about because we were talking about the Mondial I picked up. Yeah. Uh, what's the step? What's your step through top top tank deal? You're going to talk about. So, uh, so I bought a mag. I I I came in hot. On came in hot. Tank. Came in hot on the top tank game, and after owning a top tank for my entire mopeding life, I guess. I, I love the Magnum because it is big and it is sturdy and it is it is a great bike. Great bike. Beautiful thing. Not a 
moped, really. Like it's a little baby motorcycle with mm-hmm. the pedals and which is okay. That's fine. It survived me. And <laughs> I fucking crashed that thing. It I broke before it did sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. but like I, I, after traveling around and getting loaner bikes and also just like, especially when, when you're up, and you're, I don't know, I'm like 22, 23, and I'm, it's two in the morning, and I'm looking at, do you remember, uh, there was like, there was like, I think it was called Pen Show, it was like a, it was like a, uh, it was like a blog spot thing, and it was just people collected a bunch of moped, like, photos and stuff, and I'm like, just flicking through these things and looking at them, because for me, a lot of times, it's, it's aesthetics, like mopeds mm-hmm. is aesthetics like yeah it's it's fun to ride them and it's fun to it's fun to 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 work on them it's fun to do all that sort of stuff but also there's the part of it where like when you turn something from like a stock item to something that's yours and whether it's on purpose or whether it just becomes that way because you've had it for so long i think it's it's this really cool like exploration of character art sort of thing but Mm -hmm. i just love custom bikes and looking at that realizing after years of that like i have the magnum and of course like the grass is always greener somewhere else but like the the step through frame is just such a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. so wonderful and and like after getting the hobbit I prefer the step through. It's heard because, it first. <laughs> it, I prefer the step through. It's maybe it's not like like I prefer the the Magnum for comfort, but the step through just feels way less serious. Other people like who aren't moped people take it less seriously because they're like, yeah, it's like a girl's bike or something. Yep. And like, so it's this joke to someone else, but you as like a person who has this weird boner for these things it's like i don't know it's a moped dude it's a fucking it's a moped, moped. It's, it's a moped it's what a moped should look like okay it's not a it's not a pretend motorcycle anymore it's no. this is what it's designed to be the poop if I you look at like a pook maxi that is the template for a moped yeah. and i'm a hobbit guy dude like a fucking I, moped is a step through. And plus I like it because I'm a little disabled from my leg. So I don't yeah. have to whip my leg up and over. That sucked him. Yeah. It's like, dude, freaking step throughs as like, so here you, you Ray, I'm, I'm going to drop some, some bike nerd knowledge on. Okay. You. I'm all about it. Frame is not a, a, I'm going to put the finger quotes on a women's or hers frame. It was invented for Western Union messengers because it was quicker to get off of and huck the bike down so that you could run up and give somebody a telegram and then jump back on the bike. Mm. It's a performance thing. And like, I don't know that it's, it's such its own entity. I think like, what's your, what's the most, what's the most beautiful moped to you? Cause I know what mine is, but I want to hear well, what, what, or at What's least the, the one you first... honestly the the most beautiful moped right now 
It's got to be my fast Hobbit, dude, because I put <laughs> and I well, it's it's twofold. It's two things because I fell in love with the loner from Mosquito Fleet and they kind of did some stuff. They had like a white seat on there and I think they had a white wheel cap, but theirs was black and everything like that. And I kind of dug that look to it. So yeah. I bought the same seat that they bought off of Treats. I put a white wheel cap and mine's a 78 and it hasn't been. So it's like white on white on yellow. And like, I just think it, and it's got a front Hobbit mag on the front and it just, I think that 78 Hobbit is maybe it's cause it was my first moped is so beautiful, but that yeah. Mondial I picked up with that blue, that pops, that is a, that's the new chicken town. That's beautiful. And everybody loves like, <laughs> that that's my sexy bike right now dude like the way that blue pops like that's that's the cute one but like my 78 hobbit with the wheel cap and the in the white seat that's like yeah. the loyal one the one that's always going to be there for you so yeah and anyone who sees my bike will notice it has a bit of a patina yep. so like it's but yeah there's like there's something that that like the shoe that's lived in sort of thing get, mm. gets to a bike that I've never had that I remember. Uh, so the first one, the, the one that I think is the, the, the coolest, but also, I don't know, like, uh, so one of the two of the cranks or two, one crank and one X crank had Califos, a Rosado okay. Califo. And I think that the black and red with the silver uh thing like a well aged risotto califo is like the coolest looking moped of all time it's like it's so it's cute but it also has like it's like it looks like a like a it looks like a like a fat bulldog or something it's just <laughs> like a little little nugget of yeah of like like the the engine is this little bubbly thing and the and the tank is like this really awesome red and the writing is cool on it it's it's got this really sick like like gothic like fracture sort of thing going on i i just think like as like an aesthetic object if you're looking mm -hmm. at at a moped i think that there are some like i like hobbits but i actually kind of don't like the tank I don't know. I I like my Hobbit. I like that it's it's been my like weird crazy science project for three years, and like I think that it's it is it is fun, but it's not my favorite bike yet. I think that like, and let me tell I, you why but, it might not be your favorite bike yeah. yet, because you haven't made it reliable. No, <laughs> because because of the DR, dude. Like, explode. <laughs> because when, you, when have you ever seen 450 degrees on a temp gauge and gone, well, <laughs> sounds about right. Like that's yeah. a fucking DR kit, dude. Like, I just don't know how that happens. Like <laughs> fucking DR. That's how it happens. Fuck a DR kit. I'm going to like destroy treats sales for everybody who listens to the list. Like, I'm sorry. I think they're junk kits. Like, that's why I just said fuck it and bought a Melosi kit if I'm going cast iron. Like, I'm going to try that again. Um, I blew one up, but that was a totally my fault. Either that, you know me, like, 
if I want to go, if I want to go Hobbit, I'm gonna go Metrikit, dude. Like those things are. I have a, so I have a hard. Previously seized Metra that I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little little hone to, and uh, I, the, I don't know. It's I'm excited to play with it, but that's a winter project, because dude. There's so much, I so much power in those things. I have to pee terribly bad. Okay, we will pause. <laughs> And we're back from a bathroom break and a possum chasing incident. Yes, that's a first uh, and second chance. Right, shots popping off and possums in the basement. So hey, such is life. Um, it's kind of amazing. I haven't had any rodents. Like, dude, I've I love my neighborhood because I have messed up and left my back door open all day, and like nothing's gotten in. People, but I have like a sun porch, and you. You don't see or notice anything in the back of my house because, like, yeah, it's not accessible, really, unless you're in my driveway. Yeah. But well, whatever. The, we just got the squirrels out of the fucking walls. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was that commercial? The squirrels are back again. Yeah. <laughs> they're dude, in the... I hope they aren't back because they were like. Dad's back. not messing around this time. <laughs> no. Yeah. oh god i my my landlord was like uh what do you say um he was like 25 bucks off rent for every squirrel you get <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that hit me so hard 25 bucks what a fucking yeah. nominal number 20... <laughs> that's like that's a good that's a 25 bucks a head that's that's a plus i'd start rounding up squirrels everywhere then yeah start picking yeah. them up on the side of the road uh, it's i i only i i exercise that once but i i just i'm i'm kind of big like i don't know, I, I don't like killing shit so no but I, jackson I, you gotta be more entrepreneurial about it and just find already dead squirrels <laughs> and like, start scooping them up, like, dude. Yeah, dude, I'll make a man a hat. Like, <laughs> why is this got tire marks on? I don't know, dude. That's just how we kill them when we get them out of the uh, wall. I got. I, I can't look at it. So yeah. I um. So we were talking about a little performance. Uh, we were talking. I can go little... on about tech shit forever, but what, what's. I'm I'm getting I you're one of the many people I always threaten I'm gonna have you back because we're right about an hour and a half and again people yeah. I've had the flu. Um let's hear give me a couple of the coolest moments you've had in mopeds and like you've been around long enough where it's hard to pinpoint a few things, but like mm-hmm. and just some of the highlight just a couple highlights like a moment in time you'll always fucking remember. Man. Uh Let's see. I was very I, well. Per- I I gave Jackson tons of notes, so like <laughs> he could be prepared for all these questions. <laughs> I I am. Uh, I think my there there have been a lot of cool rides that I've been on. I think I really wanted one of my favorites was most recently uh, I went to the the Wizards Rally. And okay. that was such a fun 
like riding around Lancaster and mm-hmm. like we're like buzzing by these poor ass Amish people. They're mm-hmm. like keep their horses controlled while all these fucking crazy bees go by. And like riding, I remember riding through those like water crossings and like I don't know. I'm I I'm from the UP, so those I I spent a lot of time riding around the woods and it's it just it was so cool riding like in all that terrain with everybody and there were so many people there and it was it was such a blast and then uh i remember riding uh riding dubs the cowboy uh because the bike i had broke down and uh i i we were going to some party somewhere and i'm like i jump on the back of me i think he had a hobbit or something we're just like cruising through the city and blasting through and then and uh and i i remember um the just and riding in chicago and going mm-hmm. through some of those big tunnels and stuff and uh like a, a lot of a lot of it's just these like crazy like visual experiences that you get with no other vehicle it's it's so cool to like because you're going at like a more approachable pace you're not mm-hmm. like you're not like roasting through things but like it still feels like it and mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about mopeds to me it's like it's the fastest 30 miles an hour you'll ever go <laughs> and i uh, let's see i i this winter i i uh went to the little the zero shop thing and uh and everybody else freaking wussed out. And so me and Scouting were uh, ripping around the graveyard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and just like, it's this fucking blizzard. And we're like, like just spinning, like, like spinning out and laughing and falling over. And like, uh, the, the, I yeah, remember. Mars and I left that because we're like, okay. It's kind of dying down. Everything, and then you guys must have had like a surge of energy because next oh, thing yeah. I know, next thing I know, I'm looking at my Instagram at like ten in the morning. Like, okay, they're doing burnouts in the fucking shop on the on the um that little Honda Gyro and yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a silly time, but yeah. uh, the I think. I remember um what well, frankly like a lot of times it's even like after the rally sort of stuff so like uh i i went to visit um the casserolers i think it was like 23 24 or something and uh i i don't know why i was there i think if i think i was visiting my grandma or something she she used to live uh in uh in the minneapolis area mm-hmm. and uh before my folks were coming up i like i like parked my car at my grandma's house and took like an uber or something and, and got picked up by tyler and i rode with them and then the day after um he had to go to work and me and uh and megan um took a just a really cool ride around minneapolis and it's one of those things did was, you do it, the parkway but, ride that they do with it and that dude, that's such the cliche Minnesota thing to do. But know what? It's fucking awesome it's because beautiful. it's a it's a moped super highway. 
Like it's, it's, I think it's curvy and like the, the, the speed limit, like cars aren't like super aggro Mm -hmm. and there's like a lot of, there's a lot of wide open to like be able to, to ride in a pack or ride by yourself. It's, it's a really cool ride. And like, I don't know. I, I like the, like, there's like red pavement or something next to it something like that a lot of the little like bike lane interchangey yeah. sort of stuff minnesota has such a cool road system and like we we ripped around there and then we went and and uh went to this little cafe it was called the ideal cafe and it's like it's like eight like bench seats facing the window eight bench seats facing <laughs> and that's it and uh i don't know it was just one of those like just super wholesome like i'm riding with people that i don't even know but i know that i like them a lot and that i trust these people and like and that's such a rad thing about mopeds like you can be that stranger and like people will give you the shirt off their back and be super hot i mean it is it it, not saying they try not to stick my foot in my mouth here like that happens time and time again with different people in different cities all the time in mopeds. Like that's, I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. Like people, yeah, come stay in our house. Yeah. Come be like, you just come and go as you please. Like that's fucking, that's what's so rad about this community. If you just put yourself out there a little bit, like you did there. And, and that's the sort of thing that I think drew me to it was like, I, I've, I've, I've been around like the touring music scene and I've been around a bunch of different stuff like that. And like, yeah, there's drama and mobets, but one of the things that really just like got it for me was I always felt pretty friggin' comfortable with people that I just met and mm-hmm. people who are want to make you feel at home and are stoked that you're into the thing that they're into. And it's just such a cool like open house sort of vibe that I, I, that's basically what I feel like I surfed on for a long, long time and, and shout out to anyone who hosted me ever. Like yeah. it, it was such a neat thing to be able to travel and to be able to call someone or like send them a message on a silly fucking forum and <laughs> be like, yeah, dude, come on. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're showing you the friggin' town and, and it's, I, it, it just, it never ceases to amaze me. And, and I really haven't like flexed that at all very much recently, but I hope that in the next year or two, I can, I can really run around and like meet more moped people again, because that's something that I just feel like that maybe I haven't been the most like steady around moped person but i have been to a lot of people's places and almost without fail i feel like mopeds has always been super kind and has always given me such a great time with 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 anyone that i meet and like i think something that and not to get too into uh ma20 which was like kind of a it was a shit wreck but also it was like I was, I was just like, ah, my mom is sick. But then, I mean, there was the big fucking crash and Ryan and, and all that stuff. And I don't know exactly the whole shakedown of it 
and I was kind of shaken up by by that. I mean, like I I was like on the fucking scene trying to make sure he didn't move his head too much. Mm. Sort of so like that was not awesome, but like I guess that's part of the joy of racing and then having ding dongs. But like the the thing that I was excited about after hearing what blew over was that that club helped him pay for his medical bills after they kicked that dude out. And like, that's something that I think part of the whole like gang structure, part of the whole club structure, whatever it is. I think that while I may not be affiliated with anyone, it's something that I see like when people are riding together and being like, when everyone comes together and meets and does this sort of thing, it was really cool to see. It's like, no, this isn't just like a bunch of dumb punk rock kids who are like, yeah, fuck you. Baby. <laughs> and it, it was like, no, for what, for, for what ability they had to assist, they did. And like, mm-hmm. that's that I think is, and, and tell me if I'm wrong because I'm only going on here saying what I know, but like, I think that in the good times and the bad times being like, you know, we're moped people and we want to keep this thing friendly and going. And so the idea that we all can share a certain amount of responsibility because like we're all somewhat irresponsible. So like (laughs) it happens between us thickest thieves, like Mm -hmm. we're, fucking around and so that's that's the thing that like i've had so many fun random like kind of quasi illegal adventures <laughs> across the fucking pedestrian bridge in milwaukee and like just just doing all this stuff that that nobody else and no other group of people i've ever met want to go just get up to some shit it's like yeah, yeah let's go ride around let's go let's go i saw this weird place let's go see it like yeah first got to detroit and he was like hey get on your bike we're going to the velodrome and went to the velodrome almost crashed to the velodrome had a great time with the velodrome <laughs> it's like i didn't know this was here nobody told me this was here and i'm yeah. riding moments there that's rad and i think you're I, I agree with you a lot of your sentiment, what you just talked about there. Like it's a weird tight knit, open, welcoming, fucked up community. If yeah, you will. Like, yeah. like we're, we like, especially I can only speak for myself. I'll say stupid shit now and again, and I'll be a shithead now and again. But if people like, I've been forgiven for some of the shithead things I've done because I'm human. And like, if people don't think I'm not willing to give my shirt off my back for them, like, okay. Like that's, that's just the way I always been. Like, like, and I'll tell you this, Jackson, like anybody who's ever coming through Minnesota, hit me up. Like, even if it's on a layover, like freaking Conan did a month ago, like I'll freaking pick you up at the airport, buy you pizza, show you Menards, whatever, dude. Like (laughs) Conan from from Smog, I think was more amazed by Menards than he was the piece. Like 
this is the greatest store ever like not everyone gets to gets to have such bounty in their lives no dude like he was amazed like what the fuck that exists he's like this is like a lowe's and a target and a walmart all wrapped into one i'm like yeah it's about yeah no pharmacy yet (laughs) there's I'm I'm telling you probably now somebody's like listening and giving them the idea, um, and like I know the casseroleers are gonna be having at least I've been told they're gonna be having a rally this year, and like I really? hope they do. Yeah, this like it's not on okay. the calendar yet, but like it, it's supposed to happen. Um, and like I tell people all the time, you've been on the show, reach out to me. You can sleep in my basement, dude. I have a pretty decent sized house. Like you don't like and i don't know where anything's gonna be at but yeah dude people are always welcome at my house um, yeah a, i think that that's the sort of thing like like my my homie uh trent he's moving back from washington and he had kind of a, a good and rough time out there but like they were living in a boat and they were having all this sort of stuff and uh and he's had plenty of adventures out there but they're coming back to michigan and he was just like, hey, can we just like post up at your place for a little while? I was like, hell yeah, man. He's like, can I be like help me rebuild this E50? I was like, of course. Like, let's let's do it so we can go ride around Detroit. Like it, it's so neat to be able to like e- even your own city. Mm-hmm. Strangers can show you new things that you didn't notice. And that's that's like the, I don't know, just mo- no, mo- dude, you're right. Are looking, you're right about that. Like just, or they'll make you appreciate the things that are so trivial to you. It's like, you know what? You're right. That is pretty freaking rad. Um, so what are I generally ask people this later on in the year, what are your 2023 plans for mopeds? Do you know yet? Do you got any, or what are your winter plans? So winter plans, uh, I'm going to, I'm basically, I'm just riding this, this last, like it's until the snow flies, I'm I'm just gonna cruise the E50 and see how see how much I can make friends with Makunis and make friends with I'm working with trying to trying to do air boxes and trying to do things and all all sorts of silly little projects. But may basically I'm just riding to work and 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 riding around. But I I think one of the things like I I've lived in my van in the past and i have a little Ford transit connect and like i love my big bike but it's a a magnum is a fucking slug to haul around right (laughs) so i have a bike mocked up right now and i'm testing the engine for it but i want to build my rally bike and try to build something that is a sub i think 75 pound bike so that i so that it's something that I can pick up, chuck in the car. Cause like I can pick up the Magnum. It's just no fun. And so <laughs> yeah. like, I, I want something that's like feels more BMX bikey. And so I'm building luckily at the shop, we have a bunch of fucked up old shit. Mm-hmm. And so I took a, a beat up old frame and I'm cutting things up and welding things together. And hopefully by, by, uh, by, springtime i'll have a cool little 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 hot boy bike to to bring along to rallies but i think i'd like to be able to do bakers if i can 
right now it kind of intercedes with some of like the the uh bike tour stuff but we haven't made the schedule for next year so i'm trying to write it in and then honestly like i've never been to california okay or really the west coast and i'd love to get out there and go to a rally because i feel like that'd be the greatest way to experience it and it it most certainly is. I can't tell you enough how appreciative I am to the uh, Mosquito Fleet for the hospitality Maddie Watts gave me and um, Alex from Magic Touch for the loner. Um, Alex just lost his father here this past week. Alex, oh, uh, you're a rad guy, and thank you very much for everything you did for me. Um, like, Seattle's a rad city. Portland, I got to... I dude, this is how stupid I am for mopeds and people like I know I get shit about like all it. I I get some shit because I ride a lot. Yeah, but like, ah. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's me being petty because I'm tired. Um, but like I rode all of Baker's dude, and then I got I brought we had brought a few bikes with us, my chase driver. And then we went and rode around Portland the next day, so it's just like oh, like. I rode another 50 miles around Portland that day. So it's like, it's a great city. Bring, bring your Hobbit out there. I will say that because a lot of hills. It wakes up with a high stall rate because you're going to need it. And that, that's the one thing is like, I, I had, it was before I really knew what I was doing on, on like clutch tuning stuff. And like my, my, my E50 that I had, I had built before um i took it on like the lancaster one and then uh the cleveland one and like realizing how important like clutch tuning is because like my motor was awesome and like temps were great and things were awesome until the 15th hill and like <laughs> my clutch is just crying and screaming and like like it's just like I'm going like five miles an hour at the top of the hill. I was like, I'm not used to this. This is weird. <laughs> and uh, I think like, I don't know. I, I'm excited to, to go ride in, in different places. And I think that I have plenty of project bikes that I plan on making happen and work and, and everything. And like, I'd like to get myself a, a real dirt ped going at some point i think don't do what, it it's such a buzz thing right now i'm telling no i'm fucking it seems dude, like everybody wants to build a dirt pit i'm like well i a dirt bike it's dude fuck a dirt bike <laughs> no i'm i already I'm ride, with you i already ride my stupid bike in the dirt as it is and part of the reason why like i bought i bought that hobbit in arkansas when i was working mountain bike trail to have something to get around when I went to Minnesota, we were working around a mine pit. And so it's just all like off-road trails. So I was like, yeah, Hobbit. Perfect. Yeah. And then I got a DR and then, yeah. but like, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's so much. I, I just feel like this year I've been trying to be as grown up as possible and like get my fucking finances in order, all that shit. But like it's way overrated. Boring. I, I overrated or not, it still has got to be done. So <laughs> I, I just know that like, I, I think I'm finally getting out of the whole like pandemic -y attitude of like, like I feel like I've been kind of a shut in and, and not just like meeting people, but 
getting up and and taking time before work to go take the weird way around and not just take the route because like there if there's anything that i've learned from living in a million places is that everywhere can be explored more mm. and so like where you live is a huge playground you just need to open your fucking eyes and Dude, so you hit something hard there for me because like i get stuck in that you have the moped route that you always fucking take you have your test route and it's like oh you just kind of you just kind of slap me in the face with that one like everything can be explored more huh Dude, you know what you want to know what my 2022 plans are what's here so, there there's this road that the if if I'm taking the car to work, I I it's on my return journey, and it's uh, it's called like Mount Elliot or something. And there's a turnoff there that there. Andy and I used to before it was shut down. That was kind of our like testing little little zone. It's opened back up to traffic, but there's one like road that is just a fucking disaster area. It's like. It's a construction site. Mm-hmm. It's just nonsense. I haven't gone down it yet on my moped. I've been tempted, but I've had to work or been doing something else. Before the snow flies, I'm going to go hit that thing, and there's a fucking jump just waiting for me. <laughs> I see it. I want it. I'm going to go jump that fucking stupid little three-foot jump, and who knows what bike I'll be using. I got to see it because that was a place where we used to ride now, no more. Now it's a mystery zone. So I got to go to explore it. So that's happening before the snow. Flies. Dude, that's rad. Um, so yeah, dude, sounds like, sounds like you got a lot, a lot of things going on for you, especially just this fall. I just looked at the weather um, this coming weekend. I think I'm going to, I'm going to have to try to put a ride out to Stillwater, Minnesota. I try to do that once a year or so. Oh, yeah. So How like, long is that from you? That's 30, min- 30 miles or so. Not like, bad at all. No, like there and back, it's like a 60, 70-mile run. I'll, I usually like do a uh, last ride to Stillwater, and maybe if I plan it early enough in the week. like I know Jake Kane's usually good for popping up to that, maybe a few others. Like um, it's always It's always fun. I, I'm all about putting on rides, but I do enjoy riding by myself a lot. Like I am, a, I am a big community person, but I am like, uh, just want to go and yeah, I mean, play. You're, you're, talking, you're talking to the right guy because as, as much as I've like shown up to community things, I am definitely kind of a lone bone. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I've been doing my own thing for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, dude, it's, it's great to, to go cruise. Well, Jackson, I think you and I are a little more of the bird of the same feather. Like, I usually know when I kind of halfway connect with people, and I, like I kind of realized that about you right away when I met you the first time. Well, hey, so. it's been great to meet you at rallies and stuff. Yeah. It's good to talk to you. And I, I mean, like, I don't know what things are customary because I'm kind of a luddite when it comes to technology. So, yeah, I, I've listened to your podcast one time. Hey, uh, when I working trail in Arkansas, and then I lost my phone so i had no podcasts and then i have <laughs> so like probably gonna jump on listen a little bit but like yeah 
Well, your roommate was on a couple years ago, and like, yeah, (laughs) it was funny because I got this like in in an Andy kind of way. I got this long email from him. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, and then I figured out. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get back to him. Like, yeah, (laughs) Andy's a good kid. Like it. And one of his best friends before I even like realized how small of a moped world this is. Like one of his best friends lives like a half, like a mile away from me, yeah. Pinkerton. Like Dude, it was he's just from, he's from Minnesota. Yeah, out yeah. land of sky blue waters. Yes, and I live four miles from the original Ham Brewery, which now has a really good um, microbrewery in it, and they also make really good pizzas there. So if you ever come so back to St. Paul, desecrated ruin. What? It's not just a desiccated ruin. No, they've the city came in and um, kind of gentrified it, if you will. It's actually really cool inside now, the brewery place. Well, it used to be, it used to be kind of ruins, but like they kind of came in and like saved it before it was all kind of destroyed. Yeah. Well, guess I can't go spelunking that one, but uh, oh, people <laughs> did all the time, like ten, yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. My little brother was telling me about it, and like, I mean. I weigh those stories in the same way that one weighs a fish, but like <laughs> it's it's it sounded like like quite the place to explore. So. Oh yeah, and I had friends back in the day exploring there. Like, yeah, it was really really cool. But like, it's there's not much that like urban exploring available anymore in Minneapolis or St. Paul because a lot of that stuff got bought up on the cheap and got turned into something somewhat useful now, other right. than spray painting graffiti art walls if whether it's good or bad i think that there's a part of it that like i mean i'll wax poetic about anything and i'll take forever and i know we all got to go to bed at some point but like i think part of the thing that gets me about mopeds and like at some point if you want to have a have a chat about it i would love to because I don't know. I, I went to school for human centered design eventually, and uh, which is basically product design and ergonomics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned about average consumer products, and especially the car and motor vehicles, is that for the expected lifetime of a vehicle, the amount of fossil fuels and like energy and anything that goes into a car. of it to 70% of it is in the making it and the breaking it down. Only about 30% of it is in the use in the like, it's 200,000, 300,000 miles. Mopeds are like the ultimate, like almost like savior story for me, where it's like, there was this little thing that they made as a whim and then it became trash. Mm -hmm. And we're keeping these little critters alive as much as we can, as, as far as we can. And I guess like in the world of like, there's e-bikes and all sorts of stuff and you can move on to motorcycles, you buy new cars, but like, if you want to save the world, fucking save a moped. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that's the sort of thing. It's like, okay, well, a building's fucked up, but, I guess there's people trying to do something with it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I'm going to kill your whole kind of, we were just on the outro of the show, but I'm going to keep our conversation going because now like you got me thinking about stuff. It's kind of, it's moped related, but it's kind of off of what you're talking about. So one of my weird pet peeves about moped, mopeds, when people go to sell them and they don't know what they're doing per se, and they'll say, this only has 263 original miles on it. People in the moped community don't give a shit how many miles were on the bike. Like, cause I was look at that Mondial I got. According to the odometer, it has 136 original miles. Oof. But it's like I've seen and bikes you with you know about a hundred of those were done with no fucking oil in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Dude, the horror show. Yeah. But like yeah. that—that's that, what always gets me going. Like I don't know why that popped in my head. Probably a fever, fever <laughs> dream as I'm awake. But like, just like that's one of those like weird things. Like, dude, that doesn't matter. Like I don't care how many miles it's got on it. Bro, your fro- your speedometer froze when you kept it in the basement <laughs> the first year. Like, sorry, yeah. buddy. Yeah, and it's- like, it's nice to have a working speedometer, but it really doesn't fucking matter. Like I'd especially... rather pack if if I could afford one. That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's silly. Um what are I'm not gonna ask you any question about annoying things because you work in a commercial business and don't need to get people uh, thrown under the bus. But like what's an annoying thing to you about mopeds? Like that break besides DR kits, like Besides DR kits, besides uh, DR, I mean, I think a the brakes can be better if you know how to fix them. If you don't, they tend to be shit. But like, oh, you're telling me? So Lee Pinkerton, like he got into like making front brake disc conversions for people. Well, I was the first one he experimented on, so did a little barter trade, whatever. Got one from them. Great. But on Baker's, for some reason, like my rear brakes faded, went away. It didn't matter what I did. I had no rear brakes. So I went down fucking Mount Hood with only front disc brakes. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That's what we call spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, dude, that's, that's what we just let Jesus take the wheel on that one, baby. Dude, fucking damn. That is not an ideal situation. <laughs> no, I, dude, I was so delirious and tired. I did not give a fuck. Cause like, hey, those break, those front disc brakes, those things were Tomos like street mates set up. Basically, they yeah. weren't gonna fail. They're good to go. I think, I guess the, I think about like an annoying thing about mopeds. I think that, I mean, of course, you never know who's been at it before you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, or even if you do know who's been at it before you, you don't know how much they gave a shit. And, like, I I think something annoying about mopeds is the fact that you get people with an idea of not even how things ought to be done, but, like, people have these fucking buzzwords. And it's not just, like, give me the big bore sort of thing. It's, like, where they're, like, yeah, well, just to like, like 
put a fucking Makuni on it or like, or like, I don't know, where someone's like, uh, where, where someone comes in and they have an idea, like a kind of an idea of like what might be wrong with the bike. But the best route I ever have is like, you, you ever listen to car talk? A little bit. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to click and clack it, I just ask people what the noise was. Like <laughs> what kind of noise is it making? Is it doing like a uh, 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 sort of yeah. like thing or, or like, like getting people to describe things because they have these, like these like auto terms in their heads. If they don't know shit about mopeds, but they have one that isn't working. Yeah. It's so hard to get any sort of useful information out of anyone because either they won't tell you, and they expect it to just be like this really quick, like, yeah, we'll just like plug in a new thing. And it's like, well, even the new thing isn't a new thing, dude. So yeah. I don't know. But but I think that th- that and also people expecting like it's a moped. It like you should be happy it does 40. Yeah. Like that's that's awesome. Like yeah. don't put these things. These things weren't designed to do that. Like I, this is already an ideal situation and you don't, you don't need that. And someone's like, no, I want, and it's like, if you want to be able to ride this every day, don't. And like, I, I think that's one place where I'm starting to align with Alex. A lot of times is like, there's a certain, there's certain things that work real well. And for me, having had so many times of not being able to ride my moped because I didn't know what was wrong with it, you have access to a shop. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck your moped up. Like, <laughs> we're, just just like have fun, ride it. Like, have the one working moped. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me and ask me to do a bunch of crazy shit because I'm already doing this to my bike, and I don't recommend it to anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I barely know what I'm doing. So like, don't it like, yeah, I, I may finger quotes, professional. (laughs) Okay. Sure. I, I just, there's a sex it's doing weird stuff. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to keep taking it apart, putting it back together. (laughs) So it works. Yeah. That's it. So like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the annoying thing is like, (laughs) just enjoy your bike <laughs> yeah it's not it's not gonna go 60 miles an hour it's, it's not, not like you want a speed bike build it yourself yeah it's in like and i have Only somebody like can enjoy that disappointment yeah it's like enjoy a 40 45 mile an hour bike like just jam but see i'm someone who wants to be frustrated and miserable so that's why i'm gonna be yeah yeah so that's why i'm building i'm gonna end up building out that mondial and i think that's gonna be my kind of group ride slash rally bike this coming year if i get great i i support it i hope you have success i have a few things i have it's all theory and people are gonna laugh at me when i fail but like I have some ideas where some people go wrong on French bikes that some French people have told me how to remedy. 
So like, you know, we're going to try them. We're going to see hey, what happens. You, you should go pioneer that because like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, even as someone who I'm not pioneering shit, I'm standing on the shoulders of geniuses. Okay. Well, then stand on those shoulders. <laughs> those are shoulders that like, as, as a moped person, and as someone who I know a lot about a lot of different things because I spend most of my life just reading things is like, I feel like this is a thing in mopeds where it's like, yeah, I do do, 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 do. and French bikes. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, bad. I'm just well, like, yeah, but I'm not ready for that. That's not a world I'm ready to walk into. See, like, I'm going to do the ultimate cheater thing when it comes to French bikes. I'm going to ditch all the OEM wiring and I'm going to go HPI and I'm going to build my own wiring harness like I do with my hobbits. That's fair because <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. You, you were talking, I think, early in the podcast about like like a, like a fucked up... Uh, also, I think I'm, I should probably turn down the uh, the volume here because I hear my my downstairs neighbor moving about. But uh, <laughs> the um, I think that um, I, the little inter you have the internal coil, the little like it goes inside the fucking yep. wheelo. Um, those go bad. Like the I, I lighting use coil does. That's when I've had. Dude, the I have had three bunk internal uh things that were from french bikes that i was using on my poop don't work yeah like they they work for a while and then they act like a bad condenser it's not a bad condenser it's the coil oh the high tension coil yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. dude yep. the little one with the elephant on it yeah yeah i don't know what's wrong but elephants are bad i guess like shit's not cool and that that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's yeah. so many fucking wheels and moving parts in French bikes that I'm just like, someday I will get up to gumption, but right now my gumption is lacking. So okay. I will not fall with that. You know, half of it's like resentment. I'm not like petty resentment because like there's a few people in Minnesota that claim they're French people. One of them I have a lot of I have I have respect for everybody, but there's one guy who actually rides a French bike, and then the rest of the people just kind of show up now and again. But yeah. like, I have respect for the people who make a French bike their daily rider. Like those people that, are fucking studs in my world. So I sing the praise because, like, I think it's one of those things where if you can build a reliable one, that is an achievement. And like. I think part of it is there's a lack of understanding. Part of it is people go, well, yeah, I'm just going to put every fucking Doppler part there is. And it's like, mm, no. I don't know, dude, because yeah. that's a like, lot of money to wreck right away. I'm not going to, I'm not going that high dollar, dude. Yeah. I was about to say it. also French by are expensive. So yeah. that me out too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm talking big right now on a podcast. Like we'll see how far deep in the rabbit hole I get. Cause I've loaded up that treats basket more than once. And then like, Oh, that's hurts. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm playing with countersunk heads and trying to get hero kits to truly work. So wish me luck. Um, I got a theory about the hero. kit. That's the one that everybody's blowing up. Right. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, no. It, which it's one's like, the which one's the E fifty kit nobody can make work right now that blows oh, up? The what? Is it the AJH? I'm not. God damn it, Lee! Just I was riding with it's Lee. An, I think it's an Athena clone. A th- okay, yeah, yeah. And and it's like the port timing's off, and there's like some weird shit. We tried to make one or two of them work, and I think I don't know. I I've done some cursory research, and then I think I accidentally found one that that uh, uh skirt cracked off or something on uh, and i was like well oh, maybe i'll play with this this winter so like uh, who knows but uh yeah it's the hero kits it's a it's a it's a 65 uh like like a 43 five uh cylinder mm-hmm. cast iron with huge uh fins and it's shittily cast it, yes like, goober garbage <laughs> but it's also got transfers that are like this big nice huge. i i bought a corrado case just to be able to run it because it doesn't fit on the regular e50 cases you have to weld or add jd weld onto the sides to you have to add material in case to run it so i've been looking at that it's like this cheap garbage there's no pistons there's no anything for it but you can buy them for 40 bucks now shout out everybody who's listening like let's play hero kits until they're gone uh, don't <laughs> save one or two for me though they're casting you can just burn them so yeah. like but i i heard about it when i was a kid basically when i first got into mopeds and then i ended up getting my hands on a few so i'm i'm trying all of the options and it has thus far been an actually pretty fun little little thing and i think i know what to do to wake it up so see like my big problem is like like i was trying to remember the cylinder unless i'm into it right now in mopeds i'm not gonna remember shit like like i mean i felt bad for lee because like he had broke it in like he did a couple heat cycles and like Dude, there was something so weird going on because it 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 was revving high, almost like it had an air leak, but it didn't because we started riding and that thing was so rich, and we got like two blocks from this house, and he seized it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I think that like for me, I'm still learning. Like, like I, I've only had two Reeds bikes. And like, that's something that, once again, it's more moving parts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to learn about it, but I'm trying to master, like, at least my understanding of like piston ports and all that sort of stuff. I think that, I don't know, I, this is my true, like, first foray into being like, I have an idea about how to solve this problem. I'm going to try and solve this problem. I've heard some things. I've seen some things like it involves like a countersunk bat of his head. So like take that for what you will, but like (laughs) there's, there's all sorts of silliness, but I think that that's also part of the fun of this whole shitty hobby. It's like, like uh, in no other fucking, in no other culture is there where everyone's like, this thing's broken. And then everyone's like, I've got the key. 
No, no, I, no. Mopeds are that guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. I will make it work. Yes. Like I have the magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me unfuck this fucked thing. That's what we all think in our own head. Like I know. It's great. Because how many how many times have you heard in mopeds? That guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. I've said that about a lot of people. Like that guy's an idiot. I, I think that's I didn't I don't think about what other people say about me very often. And so that's a great way to live. I recommend it to everyone. But like <laughs> I don't doubt that someone after I walk away is going like I don't know what the fuck he was just talking about, but like <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, it's is everyone's got their their like background that they come from and like i'm coming from i didn't have a puller so i hit it with a two by four sort of world <laughs> but like what's, what's i i'm thinking that whole line in ghostbusters he's a certified genius or a complete wacko <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, nah dude like it's like, it's fucking it's mopeds and that's what's awesome about it like you can pick up knowledge from anybody Mm-hmm. You can pick up knowledge from anybody. I learned that. So you you want to like you get you can have a E50 clutch puller on your bike. You know that mm. you have one. Okay, it's on your bike already. Handlebar, little the little uh, little arches that support the handlebars. Yep. Uh, that keep them on. Pop one of those off and stick an M6 through it. Oh shit! It fucking works. It's so good. It's Jackson, so good. Jackson just fucking blew everybody's wigs back right now. I got my wig blown. I was like, "That's the greatest." It's so good. And like, I don't know that like backwards mechanic. Everyone does it a different way. Everyone has a different experience, and everyone had a stupid idea that somehow worked. Yeah. Like, it's I don't know, fucking. You guys make that weird kit work. I I can't wait to see your bike explode or ride beautifully into the sunset. Whichever yeah. way, you're at least trying it. It's dope. Dude, that's what it is. And, like, I love to see weird shit in mopeds. Like, God. I finally, like, out, actually, like, out in Seattle was the first time I ever saw a Grand Prix actually at, yeah, I think it was in Seattle's where I saw saw my very first uh grand prix at a rally like i i never seen one before and it's just like w- funky and weird are like um i'm trying to get for that did, were you at you were the wizards rally or no i don't nope i was at cleveland okay. and i was at uh the daggers rally. Also, shout out to some fucking black bikes for some cool ass shitty bikes i love your shitty bikes they're so shitty they're so great dude oh, I, they're so good yeah but it's like the garbage pail kits it's awesome <laughs> um sean mahoyt his uh french thing he made with it was a hobbit frame with a magnum tank and it had a 103 motor grafted onto it oh man um, yeah, dude, that is still in just some five star mags. Like, Wait, it's uh, only Mah- back roads on Instagram. He was out in Seattle. Yeah, like, Mah- Mahout saw it. That that friggin' um, that green 
rigid chopper with the C clamp that's holding the he he's been riding this thing for a long time and it's a it's just got a C clamp holding the head on. <laughs> like one of the studs broke and they just had a C clamp, so they kept it there and it works, so he's never removed it. <laughs> so it's just this like horrific, like like it looks like some of the tall bikes I've built in the past, where it's just like this like crazy booger welded thing. And it's like a rigid chopper, like like FA50 maybe, or like mm-hmm. Suzuki or something. It's just horrendous. And I love it. it yeah. Everyone, make shittier bikes. Let's go. Come make, on. make mopeds dumb again. That's what yeah. I have to say, dude. Like, let's make some clapped out weird shit that like you're half afraid to ride next to it because parts could fall off. And speaking of which... The guy who's really good about that, and actually his bikes are pretty damn good, uh, old Conan from Manic Mopeds. I threw his name out once or twice. Yeah, I, I got to meet him at um, – I, I met him the first time and at uh, – where were we? Uh, fuck. It was in Ohio. It was – How come you did Nashville. How come you didn't – oh, were you at Nashville? Yeah, I was at Nashville, and he was, like, all fucking keyed up on whatever the fuck. And <laughs> he, he had his, like, crazy monster bike, and he, like, tried to get me to ride, and I was, like, fucking cased at the time. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I will crash it. He's like, like, you're supposed to. And I was like, you're too intense. <laughs> and, but the thing is, the second time, I think we were at the Wizards Rally, and, like, he and I, I don't know, both of us weren't really feeling the party, and I, like, we parked nearby each other and he needed to uh he needed to um get some like he he borrowed some tools from me or something and we just ended up like chatting for like two hours of like like he he can be like a a big talker but he also is just a big friendly guy and he knows so much yep and i love that his bikes are just like his he's had a big big old idea and he went for it no my god that's awesome i love seeing bikes him and his wife jess are probably some of my favorite people in mopeds like he's one of those guys that he feels like the really scary guy you like meet at high school or something and then you're like oh no this guy's just great like you just need to take some time to know him like and for me i've never gotten that vibe off of like i could see how somebody could interpret that but like i've never gotten that from conan like just something about like I met him at Tampa. Like that was my first big out of state moped thing ever. And that was on a whim, but like, love that boy. And it's, we could go on and on about all the people we met through mopeds and how wild and crazy they are and how much like moped people are fucking rad. Like there's some of the best people out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're, both tired and delirious at this yes. point. So uh, I wrap it up. I, yeah. I, again, like if my mouth doesn't stop moving, it won't. <laughs> as, as everybody, uh, Jackson, and I talked about him coming on the show for a bit. Now he's like, what am I going to talk about? I'm like, Oh, don't you worry. You'll be able to talk. <laughs> but Jackson, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Second chance of Bopit podcast. Oh yeah. But don't forget everybody like listen, subscribe. I don't say that enough. Um, my mom gives me shit now all the time. Whenever I walk into her apartment, she, um, she, she asks Alexa to play my show 
just to goad me a little bit because sure. <laughs> I still find that weird and kind of awesome at the same time. Um, again, everybody, thanks you so much for listening to the show. Jackson, thank you. Like I said, dude, anytime you're town, you're more than welcome. Come ride some shitty mopeds. And don't forget, my guy, mopeds are dumb. Mopeds are dumb. Later.